This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. in a podcast the bonus show season's over but the wheels are still turning um as they say in the promises promises track at the end of this show um so we're going to do a bit of a, a a drains up on what's happened so far so we've got an announcement regarding the ceo we've got the retained players list and obviously those that are leaving us as well and also we've just witnessed um a game at Ashton Gate. Unfortunately, it's ended in defeat for, for the Bristol City youngsters. But as always, you know, some really good signs, some really good players that we've got there and lots of opportunities, hopefully, for them uh, next season as this season. But with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, just your general thoughts on that on that game we've just, we've just witnessed. Extra time, but uh, a, a last-minute goal for Birmingham, really, to seal it. Yeah, I, I kind of... I don't know where the, the DNA there is from the club because um, I could see crosses going into the box and, and strikers getting balls into them in the box and headers and stuff. And it kind of threw me, you know, seeing it in red and white from the team. But no, I thought it was a good game, an enjoyable game. I think they were a little bit hard done by in the end, to be fair. Um, that penalty early on in the second half killed them because they, they dominated the first half. Yeah. Um, and some good performances, like you said. I thought uh, Awara Edwards looked good. Um, the two fullbacks look quite good. Um, and there's a lad at the back, James Taylor. I thought he he made a number of really good challenges. So, yeah, no, an enjoyable watch for a Friday afternoon. Um, it was on good to see, wasn't my it? My phone it? whilst working. Yeah. To add to um, the, the pace that they showed up front. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Saiku Jana um, up top, frightening pace at times. One, one where he ran after the ball to keep it in. Um, yeah, so it was it was quite quite nice to see and quite yeah. refreshing to see them getting wide and and attacking. But we've also got uh, Dr. Dean Allen with us from all the way from South Africa. You watched the game as well, Dean. Your your overriding thoughts? Yeah, good afternoon, chaps. So I actually enjoyed that game uh, more than I've enjoyed a lot of the games at Ashton Gate recently. <laughs> That's was an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, no, I thought the boys did well. I was really uh, gutted for them. I thought that was uh, that had nailed on pens all the way for them to have that sucker punch right at the end, which was a cracking goal from Birmingham. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought uh, quite a few of them showed, you know, showed real, real sort of uh, talent and flair. As you said, we got some pace up front, that's for sure, coming through the ranks. I thought Vince Harper was particularly uh, effective in the first probably two thirds of the game. Uh, first time I've ever seen him. Um, and, but then, as, as, as we said earlier, you know, they, they looked tired towards the end and a big Birmingham side came back into it. But yeah, it was a shame for, for either side to have, have lost that. It would have nice, been nice for them to have made the final. Um, but yeah, a bit, bit, a bit uh, surprised that a few of the boys weren't, weren't selective. As, as we said, Alex Scott may have, may have made a difference there today. And I would like to see a full, you know, full 90 minutes from him playing at that level. But yeah, yeah. really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Just to touch on the goal, uh, obviously a great strike from Aura Edwards, but we were all impressed with the with the fight from Vince Harper to win the ball back, scoop it straight into the path of Edwards, and and he just unleashed it, didn't he? And it was a fantastic strike, Matt. It was, and, and you kind of, I know he got injured late on, but you kind of thought, you know, or I was left thinking, I wonder if he could have had a bit more of a, a run in the team and given more of a an opportunity. So... Um, yeah, he, he showed what he is about, and, and I agree about the Vince Harper. It was a, a brilliant challenge, and, and actually, I thought today you saw more fight from that team. And all right, it was a semi-final, if you like, but more fight than we've seen in the majority of games this season, isn't it? So yeah, they were certainly up for it, and uh, yeah, a good run. Um, congratulations to the lads, and we're interested to see how many will be at Ashton Gate next season, fighting for places, and obviously playing in that development league, and how many will be out on loan. Um, but uh, yeah, remains to be seen at the moment. Um, let's come on to the the, the most recent news. Um, just touch on the fact that we've got a new CEO. Um, so Richard Gold, son of Bobby, um, military background and a cricket background. So Dean, I'm going to come to you on this one first as, a, as the cricket man. Um, and he's a local lad. He went to Bristol Grammar School. Uh, do we know much more about him and uh, general thoughts? 
Well, obviously, with uh, such a famous dad, I was I was interested to see his his career how it developed because he was with us as commercial manager, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think in the mid two thousands, by all all accounts, did did a great job and got almost got a promotion and went to Somerset. Um, and the boys at Somerset County Cricket Club, you know, really rave rave about him. And then he went on to Surrey. So the good thing about it, clearly, he's uh, he's done well in his positions, and he also knows about our football club, which is, which is great. I don't think uh, having a cricket background is necessarily a bad thing, given the professionalism of the sport and the way it's run. Um, we're interested to see how much he knows about, you know, obviously, obviously we don't know about his role. He's going to be a, a lot different from the previous man in charge. I'm sure it's going to hopefully leave a bit more to the, you know, to the football men in charge and Nigel Pearson. But uh, no, I was, I was glad to see that. I think he's a, he's a known, known person in this area. He's got, you know, Bristol city background in terms of the family. So yeah, I was pleased to see that appointment. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I'll be certainly approaching the club at some point to see if he wants to come on and, and talk to us as fans and, and we'll go, go from there. But uh, yeah, welcome to the club or welcome back, I should say, Richard Gold. Matt, any thoughts from you on that appointment? I think like Dean says, it'd be interesting to see um, what his remit is. Um, you can't imagine he's going to have any remit in, in terms of recruitment um, and that sort of things. I guess he may in terms of contracts, but then I don't know what it was. It's Surrey. Um, I don't know, you know, he's, he's certainly very, very highly respected at Surrey. And, and when his name was being banded around a few weeks back, um, I read a few posts from sort of Surrey fans talking about, you know, re- really talking him up. So, yeah, it's, it's good that it's been done. Um, and now they need to move on to the, to the other elements, isn't it? Yeah. OK, so the other news today was the was the released and retained list. So I think we're just going to go through this, go through each one. Um, obviously, all of them have played a part. So a big thanks to all of them that, um, you know, that we're going to read out. But just some, some overriding thoughts. So first of all, uh, Stephen Sessignon, who went back to his parent club, Fulham. Uh, either of you surprised that he wasn't, you know, at least spoke to, or maybe he was spoke to who we know. But Matt, your thoughts on, on Sessignon going back? No, I, I thought we we had a better player than it turned out we had really in the end. Um, I didn't, you know, we, we've just talked about Vince Harper. I'm not sure Stephen Sessignon could have given any more than Vince Harper could have given us. Um, so I yeah, wish, wish him well. He's a nice lad. He got a really bad injury with us, but I'm not surprised a, that he's gone back and I certainly wouldn't expect us to be trying to go back in for him. Um, so no, not for me. That was a, okay. a no brainer really. Dean, any different view on that one? No, not at all. And I think the money that probably would be involved bringing him here would be, um, you know, would be money we could spend elsewhere. I mean, we'll talk about it now. The fullback position certainly been a problem for us all season, and I think we need to invest in something a bit, someone with a bit more quality and experience, and certainly a right back. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, thank you to Stephen Sessignon. Um, obviously, yeah, absolutely, putting some good appearances for us. Putting some, you know, he was one of the ones that was always trying to trying to at least go forward and attack. So uh, all the best with his future. Um, Hakiba Delican. Um, so so who, we only saw him a little bit since he signed, quite frankly, and only a couple of games this season. And and for me, Matt, when he signed, well, sorry, when he played this season, he gave us that width that we hadn't had. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, that I'm, you know, looking to keep him, um, but he was the only sort of natural winger, maybe a war Edwards aside, that we had to draw on. But obviously fitness was always an issue. Yeah, again, a, another bad injury. Um, I, I'm like you, Patch. It was it was good to see a a winger in the team. And, and he did that when you sort of dissected the couple of performances we have from him didn't really produce anything of, of any real quality and any real note. Um, I know a few Hull fans that when he left them thought he did well, but didn't rave about him. And that was the league below. So mm. I'm, I'm quite glad that even though we had the option of a year, we've not wasted that either from him, you know, actually for his benefit as well. But yeah, I, I think where we want to be, um, and we'll go on to talk with a lot of the other players, I'm glad that we're not doing anything from a sentiment or he could be a good player or he's made a decision. Boom. And and I think yeah. it's the right one with Hikabib. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Dean, obviously it is a big step up from league one to the championship. Um, and, you know, he has performed at league one, but maybe hasn't had enough of an opportunity to develop, but uh, for you, no shock. 
No, not really. I think the lad can consider himself a bit unlucky the way the season's panned out. You know, he came back in in a struggling side as well. And we were all looking for some kind of width and creativity um, in, a, in a side that was struggling going forward and scoring goals. But uh, yeah, no, as Matt said, I think we, uh, we, need to, we need to look at all of, the, all of these decisions now. Are these players that are going to take us to the next level? And I don't think uh, he was particularly one that was, that was going to set the championship alight. So yeah, wish him best. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll find a, a decent move. Yeah, all the best hacks. Um, right, Nathan, next one, Nathan Baker. Now, this one is a, was a surprise for me. Um, yes, he is injury prone, but if we could guarantee, which I know is never going to happen, guarantee sort of half the season at least out of him in terms of fitness, I would be giving him a year myself. And I think it's someone who who is... He's one of the old guard, really, and the old the way he plays. He's been at City for quite a while. He came on loan and then and then eventually signed after a year back at Aston Villa. But um, a likable character for me, Dean, and uh, I was a little bit surprised at that one. He was one who was sort of 60, 40, 70, 30 for me. One of the big misses of the season for me. I mean, it was that 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 injury at the start. Who's to think he was going to stay out all season? We know we talk about his injury record going off in the first half. But we saw against Brentford the last game of the season what he adds. That bit of steel uh, just gives us a bit more assurance at the back. We know his partnership and his friendship with Callas. Perhaps, you know, that's something that I thought would have been brought into, into play. Um, but again, interesting. It's Nigel Pearson's, uh, you know, specialist position. He can see a, he can see a player at centre-half if anyone can. And whether there's something in the background, whether, whether Baker was offered terms maybe on a pay-and-play, which I doubt it, given his seniority, um, yeah, that was that was the one I've put down. I mean, we'll talk about Pato in a minute. The two, those two, Pato and Baker, going with the two that just, yeah, I, mm. I, uh, I'm gonna, I'd miss them because on their day, both are established championship players. But certainly Nathan Baker, given the fact they let Mariapa go as well, and we'll talk about him. I, you know, it might leave us short at the back, but then, as I said, Pearson's probably got ideas. He wants a certain type of player there. And Baker didn't maybe didn't fit the role. He's one of the biggest earners at the club as well. So that's gonna that's gonna obviously play on the decision. Um, and at the end of the day, he didn't play enough for us this year. And we've got to be able to rely on a, a centre back pairing that are going to be consistent and are going to be there for us. And I'm afraid Nathan Baker hasn't been consistent in terms of injuries. As good a player as he is, and as dominant as he as he is. And I just hope, and I know Matt will say the same. We're going to sign players in his mould because he is a he's certainly a tough competitor. Um, we just need players who are going to stay fit. Yeah. Um, and Matt, obviously, we'll bring Mari up into the conversation as well. We're losing two two centre-backs, two experienced centre-backs there. So it, it must be that he's got someone either lined up or, you know, almost almost on the dotted line because you wouldn't, you wouldn't lose those two unless you did, surely. It's a big summer, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> I think Nathan Baker, and, and, and like both of you, and, and I guess sentiment comes into it for us as fans because we've seen you saw last week with Nathan Baker what he can give you but actually I also remember being stood in the stands um, with mates of mine saying oh Baker's gone down again he's chipped a nail he'd be off at half time and and, and actually when you look at it um, taking that sort of sentiment out of it he didn't play anywhere near enough games um, yes physically he, he was a, a presence for a first ball kind of attacking the, the, the ball, but actually he was also kamikaze at time and gave entertaining. away... Entertaining. Entertaining, but gave away stupid free kicks. Um, as I say, you know, he, he, I'd love to... A, a mate of mine would know the record probably off the top of his head, but the amount of games he started and didn't mm. finish, let alone the ones he's been injured with. And actually, he's not very good on the ball. He, he can't bring the ball out and pass particularly well. Um, so... I don't know that we'll have anybody lined up, but obviously we now need to replace mm. him. I, I hope people aren't sort of going to turn around and go, oh, we've got Robbie Cundy, you know, the lad that was at Bath and, and this season has played at Cambridge and Gillingham. Again, a world apart from where we want to get to. Um, and he might do well in training. You know, we've seen a couple of the youngsters today do well. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm disappointed because I like Nathan Baker. I'm not disappointed purely from a football point of view. I think it is the right call. And similarly with Mariapa, I think Mariapa, um, if if you'd heard Mariapa wasn't a particularly nice guy or wasn't good with the, the kids, you probably wouldn't be bothered. But because everything you hear about him professionally and haven't seen him speak, um, 
you can see him being a miss. But from a football point of view, he could only really play centre half as, as we found out, which, you know, that's his position. So why, why should he want to play anywhere else, anywhere else? Again, not great bringing the ball forward. Um, good, good defender. Um, but yeah, again, it, we, we called it ourselves. I'm not disappointed at him being released, but that does mean for me, we certainly need two, if not three centre half, certainly two, I would suggest. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And obviously with Nathan Baker as well, because you've got the legacy of being there the longest out of the majority of these, it's almost like the full clear out is almost complete, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Very much. Um, especially when we come on to a few more. So uh, for Mara Jiju, now this is one that split opinion. Um, I've been a big fan of him. Year on year improvement always guarantees you 10 to 15 goals a season. I know his job isn't as a defender, but very important um, for us defending set pieces. Um, and just quite frustrating the fact that, you know, everyone wanted him to sign at the turn of the year. Uh, it didn't happen. I don't know whether it's down to his three or four agents or whatever, but it just really did peter out for him. Um, Dean, uh, again, I, I'm quite, we knew this was coming, so we've had a chance to get used to the idea, but um, still a bit upsetting nonetheless. Well, of course it is. I was thinking about this earlier. I know you'd asked me about this. I mean, I'm fam. I'm, I'm split over fam. Um, on his day, he could be one of the best strikers in the league in terms of doing a job at both ends of the pitch. But does he do it enough? And um, I've all, I often say this current squad, which we've been really disappointed with, it's been one of the worst seasons. I mean, we've had more defeats than any other season. I mean, that's some stat. Will Fam take us to the next level? And he's been here long enough now. And I think it, perhaps for all parties, it's time to move on. But what I will say about the guy, as likeable as he is, I think he played us a bit this year. But that's not his fault. They're professionals. They've got to look after their career. It's a short career. But he knew, let's face it, looking back, he knew at Christmas he wasn't going to stay at Bristol City. But that's not his problem. It should be somebody in the club that knew that. And the fact that the guys walked away without getting any money back for him, um, you know, I was thinking about this as well. Would Supporters would have been frustrated if he'd have gone for a million, for example, at Christmas, and they would have blamed everybody. We didn't get the best out of him. That was the, that was the key. His motivation had gone. The manager, you know, the manager, the new manager came in, could clearly see the guy wasn't saying, staying. He wasn't going to build his team around him. And we didn't even get flashes from him when he did have the odd, odd appearance. So it's inevitable. I think it, everybody got tired with it, even the pro-fam uh, you know, supporters, you know, were just resigned to him going. I just think it should have been managed better. Again, it's one of those things when we go back to Mark Ashton, he knew he was on his way out like fam. And he thought, do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do the easy thing, which is keep the guy on, on, on side, keep him in the squad. I'm not going to get it in the neck and we're both going to walk away, which leaves a sour taste. It's a shame we can't give fam the send off. He's He's been a good servant for the club. But what I don't want to see is him coming back, playing for Neil Warnock next year and getting the winner at Ashton Gate because that would really cheese me off and I'm sure everybody else. But yeah. yeah, wish him the best. And it's another player we've let go probably at the wrong time and not got anything back from him. But I do believe there there are there is another striker out there who's going to do a, as good a job and we need to move forward as a club. So yeah. that's my view. A good synopsis. And, uh, you know, that Middlesbrough away game aside and maybe one or two others, you're, you're right. It did sort of peter out for him. Um, but when he does come back and score against us, which is inevitable for Middlesbrough, I don't think he'll celebrate. <laughs> Matt, your thoughts no. on, uh, on Gigi? Yeah, I, I echo everything Dean said. I, I, I think it's more around the way it's been handled. You know, he did the whole sands of time thing when um, Obama Yang was in contract sort of negotiations with Arsenal. Mm, that's right. Fam did the same. And and he's led us to believe that he was going to sign. Mark Ashton led us to believe he was going to sign. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about Liam Walsh as well. And and I think Mark Ashton um, today, if I'm the Lansdowns, I'm saying, bye, Mark, go out the door two weeks early, we'll pay you because... I think the bloke has proved what a fraud he is, really, from that point of view, because he hoodwinked fans. On on this point specifically, he made us think that Famara um, was all but done because we'd offered him the best contract we'd ever offered. Um, if I flip it, and if any of the figures that were being talked about were true, 20,000, I mean, it was talked about 30, 35,000 a week. Famara Diju is not worth anywhere near that. 
Um, you couldn't question his attitude, but I don't think he was particularly mobile. Um, and in the terms of the way, I think as a full reset, we should be looking to play with the the kind of Jamie Vardy type approach that Preston, sorry, Preston Pearson had with, with Leicester. And I don't, I don't mean you're going to get a Jamie Vardy, mm. but a bit more to it. Um, you, you started the conversation patch. Famara defensively was great. Um, and yes, he would score 10 to 15 goals, but as our main player, you should be doing more. I'd caveat to say, again, going back to no width, crosses into him. Um, if he signs for Neil Warnock, I can see him getting 20 goals a season. I really can, because I think his presence should be something in the area that causes real issues. But yeah, fundamentally for me, I think the way it's been handled and dealt with, and I like the song as well, as we do with Jamie Patterson. We're going to have to come up with a whole new range of songs, aren't we? Yeah, but, God, it's been a yeah. while since we've sung Disappointed. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, René Gilmartin, no big surprise there. He's been released as a player. But, yeah, been released as a player. <laughs> did but he ever play as a player? I, I think he did in the Cup. Did he? Right. Yeah, in the League Cup or something like that, the Carabao Cup. Um, but yeah, not certainly in the League, to my knowledge. But yeah, we fully expect him to stay on, I think, don't we, as a, a as a academy coach of some sort? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. don't know. Right, Jack Hunt. Um, Matt. I know, I know we've had a lot of, of banter over yep. Jack Hunt, but yep. he's been at the club two, three years. He's He's been someone who's put in a lot of a lot of appearances and has put a shift in. Um, just see, just sum up Jack Hunt for us in a, in a, in a way. Uh, aside from this season, I've never had a problem with Jack Hunt. I didn't think he was um, technically the most gifted. I think some of the, the opportunities he had with the football in terms of delivering crosses and things, you couldn't fault his effort in a, in a lot of games, but this season he's just not been anywhere near that level. Um, and it's the right decision for me again, you know, with what we want to do in terms of an upgrade, I don't think Danny Simpson is a, is necessarily a, an upgrade on Jack Hunt because I'm not sure you'll get a season out of Danny Simpson um, with injuries. Obviously he's got more experience, but I, I think it's the right time again, all round, um, I've got nothing personal against him. I've, I've met him a few times. He's a really, really nice guy, Jack Hunt. Mm. Um, but I just don't think it's strange, you know, really, he's, that, that he's not at the level now, is he? In the season where he's fighting for a contract and presumably yeah. wanting to stay at Bristol City, that you know that the that the performances have have dipped, which is a which is a shame. But Dean, um, as I said in the in the last uh, this season aside. Um, in the other two couple of seasons that he's played for us, he, he's probably got quite a few assists to be fair, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's another one of those players that frustrate. I mean, he's he's put in a couple of you know really, really good performances and set up a few goals, certainly before this season. But as I've often said, and we've discussed before on the pod, for me, we our fullbacks aren't good enough, they haven't been good enough a couple of years. Successful Bristol City sides have always had decent at least one quality, quality fullback that, that can go forward and defend. And when we talk about Darren Barnard and Mickey Bell, these kind of players. Um, Jack Hunt, I'm afraid this year, he in a poor side, he did he did look pretty average. And um no, and maybe maybe the writing was on the wall. I mean, a lot of a lot of fans from his old club say, "Come back, Hunter." You know, they, he's, he's regarded at Shepherd Wednesday, and I think Huddersfield. Um, so, I, I, it gave me the impression that the guy knew he was out of the door, you know, quite a while ago. But he he has been a good servant for us. But I certainly yeah. think we we can improve on Jack Hunt, certainly in the fullback positions. Our, our, we talk about Fam and the forwards. I mean, we just don't give any service. And in the modern game, the two the two fullbacks, wingbacks, as you want to call them, they're key key positions. And as we know, they were probably the the, the positions we were struggling for, you know, with with the likes of Jada Silva out on the other side. Now, Jack Hunt, he will give you he will give you a seven out of ten performance, maybe one in five, and that's not good enough, certainly in a key position like that. So. I must admit, I'm relieved because we can start again and we can um, hopefully bring in quality. Mm. Henry Lansbury is an interesting one. He's someone who came in, hadn't played for a while, took a while to get going, put some shifts in towards the end of the season. But um, it was one that we we thought Jake, that uh, Nigel Pearson liked. Um, and I thought there was an outside chance, Matt, that, that he'd be looking to sort out some sort of, you know, pay as you earn players you go sort of contract with, but um, are you shocked to see him released? I guess the, the bit with all of this that we don't know is how many of these players have we offered contracts to? And the players have said, 
No. Um, so I don't know what Lansbury's on. Say he was on 20 grand a week and we've said, yeah, Henry, we'd like to sign you, but you know, 10 grand a week. He might have said, no, no, yeah, very not, true. not interested. So, but but purely on, on the basis, assuming that the release is because we've decided not to offer contract terms. Um, I was surprised. I think I said on on um, Jeff, Jeff Twentyman on Monday night that because of Nigel's praise of him at times, um, I thought we might offer him a, a year or two. And I think a couple of people, we might even have said in the pod last week, Patch, that with a full pre-season, yeah. um, you know, it could be. In terms of what I've seen on the football field, no, absolutely the right decision. Um, hasn't hasn't shown anywhere near the level of a, a man of his experience at the Premiership. So I'm glad that we weren't hoodwinked into let's offer terms and see if a good preseason does it. So I think it's the right yeah. call. Okay, um, I, but I imagine we'll be looking for someone in that mould, um, someone who can come in and uh, basically be a team captain, a motivator, yeah. a passer, a, a, a through ball, all of those things, and, and a bit nasty because he, he had yeah. a. He had a nasty side to him as well. And yeah. I think that's what we've not got in the team, really. He was probably the only player you could say would would get a book in mm. for doing something Naughty. professional. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> but in the right way. He's, he was probably the only player you could see pulling someone back if they were through on goal or yeah. chopping them down, you know. Yeah. But that's th- obviously your hook. Punching what, the ball over the bar. Yeah. We'll be we'll remember him for that through ball to set up Tommy Conway for his debut goal, I think, for me. Because obviously we'll be talking to Tommy Conway next week. Yeah, yeah that um, was the only good thing he did, to be fair. Jamie Patterson. Now, uh, this is one that I was quite emotional about, actually, because he's been someone who can do something out of nothing. I was gutted when he left uh, to go to Derby on loan really happy when he came back and vindicated because he hit the ground running when he came back from Derby and put in some great shifts, but again, injury. Um, so is someone who hasn't been able to play a lot this season. Uh, again, a little bit surprised that he didn't get offered something, Matt. Again, take sentiment out of it, Patch and take the, I can't, I'm too sentimental. Da, 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 Jamie Patterson. Cause <laughs> I do like that one. Um, I've been in the stands and and I've plenty of times said I'd like to see him put more of a shift in. Um, on his day and with his ability, and Dean said this kind of at the start with Jamie, he's he can be brilliant. I mean, I've seen tweets, snake hips. I mean, some of his movement, the the Huddersfield Tang game away this season, you know, the, the goal that he scored in his involvement, Derby, you know, away last season. Um He's a likeable player when he's on his game. Again, for what Nigel Pearson wants and from a consistency, and we probably had too many fours and fives from Jamie Patterson and not enough sevens and eights. Yeah. Um, so again, if I didn't like him as much as I did, um, his, his tweet is, is lovely what he sort of said, and it kind of makes you realise as a fan just how far this football team on the pitch and in the changing room has fallen from the Steve Cottrell team and the team that developed that season afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he had some great moments. The Man United, I mean, that Man United, the Man City performance away, yep. his performance then. So the high press yeah, and everything that he yeah. he was sort he, of at he, the forefront. He's of. another one that could easily go to a who would he go to? I don't know. I mean, Forrest is being talked about again, but he could go to Forrest and could absolutely a brilliant season, Huddersfield, yeah. But I think you've got to look at it, taking that sentiment out. He's not done yeah. enough the last two seasons, has he? No. And Dean, for you, obviously this, I'm just looking down the list of people we've retained as well. I think with him going, is that, is that the last of the sort of the Man United game era, if you like, you know, that Carabao Cup run era? Possibly, I don't know if Zach Viner was involved and potentially Callas, I'm not sure, but uh, off the top of my head. but No, I don't think they were. No. So, yeah. Sounds like he's yeah. the last last one of that era. Yeah. Well, I think when I saw certainly Patterson and Baker's name down, I thought, well, that is the that this is the clear out. That's for sure. I mean, this is we we wanted a fresh start, and we've certainly got it. Now, Jamie Patterson, like uh, like Matt has said, he's um, on his on his day. We saw with the goals. You remember, he came back, and he you, you know he he's, he's finishing. He looked like he could create, but just as you thought, he, he had some kind of consistency. It would go for. Th- maybe three or four games if we were lucky and then he'd disappear. Um, I thought it was quite interesting, Matt. I don't know if you saw on, on his on, on his tweet or his Instagram post, he said he he missed the family atmosphere of the of the yeah. club when he 
arrived. I thought that was quite telling, yeah. which means that clearly the team spirit um, there. I don't think there's that kind of togetherness. They're not mates. They don't come across as mates like the, no. you know, like the Cottrell team does. They're still in, still in touch. Not that we want them to be having the, you know, a great time at work, but certainly we know footballers are happier when they're getting on and they're battling for each other. And I just thought that that was significant when he said, I hope that that atmosphere can come back again sometime soon or something. And I thought that was telling. Well, he's, um, no, he's, we, the, joke, he's the joker in the pack as well in the changing rooms. He he's, he's, yeah, the, he he's the guy who's going to motivate the team, play a little joke, bring a smile. So that'll be missed as well. Yeah, and he's he's, 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 not, he's a character. He's, he's yeah. a character, and he's very much in tune with the fans. And you know, yeah. I, the, you know, he, you know, the whole mental health issue and stuff like that. He's very on board with stuff like that. And I think he's a, you know, he's a decent lad, and he can take take a joke and give a joke. And I think, um, yeah, we're gonna again, it's finding the right personalities to replace these guys, isn't it? And you you need those kind of characters. But as you as you said a, a, as well, let's not forget that a lot of these boys were probably not so much Patterson, perhaps, but the likes of Lansbury were probably offered contracts that they would, weren't going to accept. So the performance we've been seeing over the last three or four weeks are from players who knew that writing was on the wall; they weren't yeah. going to stay. And how many times have we had um, ex City players say, "I was offered a contract less than I was on," and yeah. it was a you know, and it was humiliating and I saw, yeah. saw it's disrespectful. Mm. So I had to move. So I think perhaps that's been a little bit of that as well. And that's probably come through in the performances we've been seeing because some of them look like they, you know, they're ready to move on. And uh, yeah, this is, this is a big, big summer, as you say. His was one, wasn't it? When he went to Derby, he wasn't playing well. No one was necessarily that surprised that he kind of went out on loan. Um he did nothing at Derby, but again, I don't think it was given much of an opportunity. Came back and set the world alight for a period of time, didn't he? Scored for us, two, Look, scored yeah. like two or three goals in the first and, two or three games. And, and that's the thing with him. He has got such ability, but on a season of 46 games, you don't see that for 30 games, let alone 40 games. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tommy Rowe, who's is someone who signed a couple of years ago and was one of those players that you expected to be on the fringe um, on the substitutes bench. Um, we don't quite know what position he was bought for because he, I think he was a centre midfielder yeah, uh, was, yeah, yeah. by trade. From Donny, yeah. But he f- had to fill in in the first game I think he played at left back and scored on his debut um, and basically, you know, ended up being almost ever present for the season and more or less this season whilst he was fit because he's the only left-footed player available. Uh, Mr. Mr. Flexible, um, up and down, as you say, uh, have you said, Matt, in terms of uh, ratings, but um, again, someone who who can play all over the pitch, but with the youngsters coming through and the, uh, the people we've got available to fill in now if we need to, um, yeah, he he's not been offered another contract. Uh, I'll come to Dean first on on Tommy Rowe. Yeah, I mean, never really let us down. Um, I think this is a probably a circumstance of his age. I mean, it, what you're going to offer Tommy Rowe a year, two years at most? Um, somebody said his legs were going well. He wasn't. He wasn't. The, he wasn't the quickest when he joined us. But I mean, he again probably suffers from the fact he's a, he's a jack of all trades. What is his position? We've been playing as him as you know left back and and expecting him to create it's the same with jack jack hunt on the other side i don't think either guy has the quality to take us to the next level and i think that's probably it but i mean i was you know i was at i was at birmingham when he got latched onto the you know beautiful through ball from casey palmer plotted at home he scored a couple of a couple of decent goals for us Mm. but i i I was i wasn't surprised by that but um no it'll be one of those players you will sort of talk about in 10 years time and go yeah he was he was solid enough but you know i think uh, without being too derogatory you probably forget the likes of you know tommy Rowe pretty quickly because he's one of those six out of ten at best players um but again certainly helped us out in a season when when he, he wasn't the worst of them that's for sure yeah absolutely matt anything to add to that I think it's professionalism. I think Nigel Pearson talked about him, what a great bloke he was. I think he was always in on you know, for training. And and you've got to be careful. You've got to sign the right replacements that bring that to the table as well as on the pitch. But fundamentally on the football pitch, am I disappointed Tommy Rose going? No, because I don't think he gave us anything from a left-back point of view in, in terms of creativity. Um, in t- in terms of letting us down, all right, yeah, he had a couple of dodgy games recently, didn't he? But I think most of the side did. Um, but again, I'm, I'm I'm pleased that Nigel Pearson hasn't kind of gone. His profession is brilliant. He's a top guy. Da da da. 
no, I'm looking at it from a football point of view. We need better than that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Marley Watkins, uh, he was obviously signed as a striker, um, went off on loan up to Aberdeen, did okay up there, came back, had a few appearances, got injured. Don't know how many appearances he's had for Bristol City, but um, I guess neither of you were massively surprised with what we've got coming through in terms of the youngsters um, that that they'll be looking to get them a game, assuming they're not out on loan. But uh, but yeah, and we'll be looking to add to the the striking uh, talent that we've got. So um, anyone, any comments on on Marty Watkins? I, I think he was a Lee Johnson signing, wasn't he? I mean, Lee Johnson um, had him. Did he have, have him at Barnsley, Barnsley. before? He- yeah. Yeah, fan of him. Uh, never really, never really, um, you know, cemented a place at City. I mean, only later on did he show probably what his use was, was coming on as a bit of a battering ram later on in games. Um, you know, the fact that we signed him, was it a million? Yeah. And again, it's another player that, that's that's gone, you know, gone for nothing, that, that we've yeah. signed decent, you know, signed for decent money. And, uh, and that that's the biggest shame. And it, yeah, he'll go on and get a career elsewhere. But again, injuries isn't it if you if you're not getting games out of a player i don't care how much they're worth um you know they're, they're just a burden to the squad so no no surprises there yeah he's a he's, uh... he's a, a wide-ish sort of center forward hmm. um i i i never ever ever and you can go back to every comment i've ever made on him thought he was good enough um for a championship let alone for bristol city my team um i think he was on big money so again it's not a bad bad sort of move from that point of view Again, by all accounts, really good guy, quite funny in the dressing room and brought people together, which is great. And I, and I wish him well, but no, nowhere am I disappointed. I would have driven him out because I, I just didn't think he was anywhere near the level. One I know you are disappointed about, Matt, is Liam Walsh because he yeah. had an amazing season at Coventry, was player of the player of the year for Coventry, and maybe even League One player of the year. Yeah. But um Obviously, he got got another got another injury to talk about there, and we were so excited for him to come back, see what he could do with Bristol City, and we saw him play. I think once, and he got injured again. But yeah. one that you expected to see retained. However, there might be some inside knowledge on the injuries and the reoccurrence of that. But Matt, I know you were disappointed about that one. Yeah, it was. I, I, again, um, Liam Walsh was never given a fair chance under Lee Johnson. Um, he came in, never let us down. I, all, I again, I can remember writing lots of times about. I like the fact that when Liam Walsh got on the ball, his first thought was forward, and in a Lee Johnson side, it was continually playing sideways and backwards. He was a, a bright spark. Um, lit the season up at Coventry last year. I would be very surprised if he doesn't end up at Coventry because of that. Um, scored an absolute class goal for them, a sort of Messi esque type goal. Um, but again, goes back to Dean's point earlier. Mark Ashton on Jeff Twentyman's show said, not that we'd offered him a contract, we hadn't had discussions on a contract, but he, I don't think he used the word that he winked at me, but he said something like, I've looked in his eyes and he's looked me in the eyes and I'm confident that he'll be at Bristol City next season. So I guess I'm sort of disappointed with that. Um, you're right, Patch, the injury could be, I, I don't necessarily think the injury is anything to worry about because it's just a, another kind of hamstring um, sort of problem, but... I think he is a player that could go on and do very, very well at a top sort of championship club and potentially then getting into the Prem. Um, and I think it's just a shame because I don't know that we've got that style of player that can ping a long range pass, can open up defences, but also keeps it simple, little 10 yard passes. So he, if you just said to me, there's one player out of all those 13, 14 you can keep, his would have been the name I would have wanted to keep. Um, but yeah. I've also heard that he wanted to look for a different challenge. So again, if that's the case, what, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, Dean, anything to add on Liam Walsh? Yeah, I think there's something more to this story. It, it just didn't didn't strike me that the lad was settled here. Um, he came back. I um, mean, obviously he did well at Coventry. Um, that I mean, the injury, it just, just went on and on and on. And he came back in. And I thought, I thought with his mate Joe Williams coming in, that might cement his place or that would see a future. But I, I've got a feeling that he was he was on on a bit like Fam. He he knew he was on his way halfway through the season. Um, I'm not saying that the player didn't want to come back or whatever, he was rushed back, but clearly I think we're gonna see a player that goes on and probably does a, a very good job for another club. And, and he just, I don't know. I mean, we can read lots into social media. I know I say on the WhatsApp group, but I mean, when you follow the players, I mean, some of them, you know, are clever enough to at least comment on the game. I mean, while she was, was putting out adverts for food and cars and whatever, while we were playing, 
And I'm thinking, well, just have a bit of nice about you. Show some interest in the squad and, and you know, the, the team. Andy Vyman's very good at that. He's always at home supporting the team when he's not playing. And, he, you know, that's that. I'm not saying looking into that, but I just I just got a feeling that his heart wasn't here. And, um, yeah, like I said, there's okay. another million player that's going to be going to be uh, walking for nothing, which is a big shame because he certainly, I remember that performance at Stoke. Do you remember when, uh, I mean, we lost, we did everything but win that game. And I just thought, yeah, it's a player here and he really did turn that game around. So it's a shame, but I think again, line under the, you know, line in the sand, let's move on. Okay. So the, the two that we are retaining and sorry, contract discussions ongoing, um, Andy Feynman, which I think is no surprise to anybody. We've got a one year um, extension option on him. So whether that's something they're looking to do or maybe add to that, who knows? Um, but yeah, a massive loss this season. Someone who is the engine room, doesn't stop running. Again, you don't really know what position he's going to play in terms of uh, an attacking midfielder or a striker. We've seen him in all sort of manner of positions. And we've seen we've seen 10 out of 10 performances from him. And we've also seen, you know, five. So no no surprise for me on Andy Weiman. And let's hope we can get that, that's, that sealed up. Um, Danny Simpson, we're looking to discuss a contract with him, Dean. Uh, your your thoughts on what you've seen from him? Obviously, we haven't seen much. Um, well, I know. I think I've, I've shared with you, lads. I've got a I've got a mate who's a big Newcastle fan, and he said he's one of the worst players he's ever seen in a Newcastle shirt. So I wasn't really excited when he signed. I know he's obviously a Premier League winner, but what what I I do believe he's been brought in as as a Nigel Pearson player. Um, and funny enough, I was listening to, I was, I think, Forever Bristol, and Dave Febbs made the point, and it's probably true. I think we're going to offer him, obviously, a lot less money than he's been on in recent careers. He's at the end of his end of his days, but I think Nigel Pearson's probably signed him to be his ear in the dressing room. Um, you know, a lot's been said about the guy's, the guy's character and his personal life, but regardless of that, he's clearly somebody who Nigel Pearson wants in his squad. Um, so... The fact that he's available, the fact that he he will do a job, but I didn't like like Matt probably. I didn't see enough that he's going to be our main our main uh, you know fullback. I think he's going to be a backup to whoever they bring in, but he's certainly going to be Nigel Pearson's man. He, he trusts him, he knows him. So the fact he's available, he's going to be offered. I hope uh, certainly a lot less money. We've seen the wonderful motor cars the guy drives, so uh, hopefully he'll be downgrading that because uh, I wouldn't want to spend our budget on on a Danny Simpson at his age, age of his, you know, his age and this stage of his career. But it didn't surprise me because obviously Pearson stuck his neck out to bring him in when he did, when we really didn't need him, did we? Yeah, um, um, Matt. Obviously, contract negotiations negotiations ongoing. No guarantees actually going to stay, but. Uh, Anything to add to what Dean's just said? No, um, I say no, and then I'm going to say something. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yes, um, I, I agree. I think he's a Nigel Pearson man, and and I think the dressing room is one thing. I listened to his interview the other week, and and he speaks quite well. Um, but it's not about that. I, I want to see him being able to do it on the pitch. Um, I think he's a better defender than Jack Hunt. Um, and dependent on what you get in front will depend how you sort of shape up and stuff. So if it's a year's contract, then, okay, you know, maybe I can understand it. I still don't necessarily, well, he's certainly not fit at the moment. So it'll be interesting from a pre-season point of view. Um, but I would, you know, we've still got to look at a right back um, and I'd still be looking at a number one right back with Danny Simpson providing the backup. Mm. I hope he's not our number one right back. And the Andy Vyman one is an interesting one because I thought we had a year option on him. So I don't know why you would be negotiating a contract other than if they're looking to go longer than a year. So, yeah, you know, a, a, announced it, we've extended for the year and we're negotiating for longer. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting that. one. Because I'm sure that was what was said. Yeah, um, I think I, that's what I understood as well. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us with 13 players over 24 and 29 players under 24 under contract. So there's still 42 players under contract and looking Ridiculous, at the under, look, yeah, looking at the under 24 list, obviously the vast majority of them are players that are in development. So in the under 18s or under 23s. Um, but uh, look, what surprised me on the over 24s was uh, Jojo Woolacott. I didn't realise he was over 24. And Max O'Leary is just 24. And Robbie Cundy, 
um, who I just assumed for some reason was was a younger lad, but um, someone that we picked up a couple of seasons ago, or even maybe even last season from Bath City, Matt, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been out on loan at Cambridge, and then I think he went out on loan originally to Exeter. And I've got a mate who's next to fan who wasn't overly impressed, but I think he's done quite well at Cambridge. He's done quite well at Gillingham. Tin speaks very highly of he him. He does, doesn't he? Compared him to yeah. Aidan Flint. Yeah, he does. Um, and and who knows? But I, I think that you know, we we again we want a team of ball players, players who can play the football, not just who fit. Um, but also men, and he might be one of those. You know, I don't, I don't know the style of centre half that he is. To be fair, I've not watched him. Yeah, um, and looking down at, at the players under twenty four in terms of who's played in the first team, to Tyreek Backinson, Sam Bell, Louis Britton, Tommy Conway, Jada Silva, Awara Edwards, uh, Han Noah Masengo. You keep forgetting he's only eighteen. Mm. Um, Sam Pearson, Cameron Pring hasn't played yet, but definitely will. Uh, Alex Scott. Rumours that he'll be taking the number ten shirt. Antoine Semenyo, Riley Tyler um, of of that list. So yeah, I mean you you have to expect that half of those, if not just under half, will probably go out on loan uh, to get the experience that they need. Is that how you see it, Dean? Yeah, I think so. And the the, the positive thing that's come out of this new training centre they developed is that the two the two squads, the senior squad and the, and the development squad, be closer together. So I remember them saying, "Can you imagine the logistics of a lad's doing well?" And they literally had to drive him across from one side of the town to the other to yeah. to you know to fill in. Now they can pull players across and they can you know they can have a look at them. And I, I think. Clearly, Nigel Pearson's, you know, had had a good idea at these youngsters that he's played. He's, albeit in again in a struggling squad, and I thought it was telling today that uh, you know Alex Scott wasn't in in that. Almost the lad would have been disappointed not playing today, I'm sure, but almost it would have been a boost to his confidence that he's seen perhaps as, as stepping up. Um, yeah, I don't know what numbers other clubs in the championship have in terms of development. So I'm assuming that we're probably on track with that. But certainly mm. in terms of a senior squad, we're as we're as low as we've ever been. So yeah. Um no, I'm looking I'm looking for but I, I yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to be feeding these players through. Um and let's face it, if they if they you know, they'll go on to probably if they if they don't take us to the prem, they'll go on to make us money as they've done in the past. So I think the, the future's rosy in terms of that. Yeah, and of those 13 as well, only 11 have actually played in the first team. Obviously, Robbie Cundy and Jojo Woolacott are included in that. So, uh, so yeah. And I think you that's, have to- that's the interesting one, isn't it? You've got, you know, a, a, a fair few youngsters or a couple of youngsters in there as well. So, yeah, mm. it's an interesting mix. How many do you think that Nigel Pearson will add to that as as first team players, not players he's going to buy to, you know, to have in the development squad. How how many, give me a number, Matt, in terms of how many do you think he will add? Uh, I'd, I'd like to think eight or nine. Um, okay. Genuinely, um, it, it may be four or five, but I think for, for his, as great as Tyreek and, and Han Noah have been, um, and Antoine, you know, they're the three that have played the, the minutes, if you like. Do I think we should be looking at um, stronger, tougher players in there rather than them as well at the moment? Yeah, I probably do. So even with those three, I'd still have them in the first team sort of squad and picture. But I, yeah, I genuinely think we probably need eight or nine first team. You are coming in to start. And the other guys are the ones that are still going to be because you forget, you know, as you said, Patch, Han Noah's 18 and has only played with us. Um, Tyreek has been on loan at Plymouth and then is sort of come in this season. Um, so yeah, it, it would worry me if we only look at four or five, I would mm. think we're going to be absolutely near the bottom again next season. Well, in that under 24, is obviously you've got Jay De Silva, who if he's fit will start. Yeah. Um, Alex Scott, who's someone who's going to be surely on the fringe well, um, if he's getting number 10 yeah absolutely if he does yeah that's just yeah. a rumor um and obviously we've seen in that group as well you've got tommy conway and lewis louis britain so yeah. you know one of those i imagine will go out on loan and one will stay and be the be the semenyo this uh next season in terms of you know having that opportunity but uh yeah very interesting and, and we will keep abreast of developments um but for now i just want to say thanks for jumping on Dean and Matt and we'll be back next week with uh, an interview with Tommy Conway. So interested to see 
what he's thought of this year and um you know his his past and his future so uh, looking forward to that but for now thanks chaps take care thank you patch thanks dean nice to meet you again soon have a good weekend all take care